Mr. Heavy Crack says a dry crack is a heavy crack. Call the crack team for all your waterproofing and foundation repairs. Crack team, crack team, crack team. 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 There's a lot. It just keeps going. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. There's a lot to unpack there. It's that one extra crack team, crack team, crack team at the end that, that really gets you. <laughs> it's, you. You sort of keep waiting for it to end, and no, it's just, it's still going. It's still still there, still happening. I have questions. Uh, first of all, uh, how does one join the crack team? Yeah, what are the, well, what are the qualifications here? First, you have to get on board with the idea that a dry crack is a happy crack, and here I will betray that I mean, by uh, cracking open in Arizona. It's real brewed sweet tea. Uh, this is Willet's Pod. That's not and a dry crack. I am. I no. I, I've betrayed it with a wet crack. Uh, the wet crack of an Arizona <laughs> iced tea. Um, cracking it open to start Willet's Pod. I'm Jesse from the internet, and I am here to answer. <laughs> Any and all questions that I can answer about the crack team uh, in a video that is, uh, let's see, uh, 17 years this video has been on YouTube. It has 1.5K views. Uh, we will try to get that number up. Uh, the crack team, uh, very early days of uh, baseball streaming online. Uh, would advertise on St. Louis Cardinals games. And there is a photo that uh, I blue skied um, and then tweeted the picture of the screenshot of the blue ski. Uh, oh, God. Will King, the Jaron, uh, former left-handed relief pitcher for St. Louis uh, at the time uh, that the crack team was their sponsor. Uh, several other teams as well. Uh, there is a picture, and, and I will send it to the group chat, uh, of Ray King uh, and Mr. Happy Crack. Uh, it is it is delightful. And in the meantime, uh, we we will welcome our guest to the show, our first timer. I shouldn't say guest because I feel like she's part of what we're doing here now. That she's uh, written about Tim Wakefield for Project Shackbox. Uh, you can read that now on willitspen.substack.com. Uh, Jordan is here from the internet. Jordan, how are you doing? I am thriving, let me tell you. Especially after that ad. <laughs> Your crack I, is very I need dry. more of the crack team in my life. Yeah. You, you sound like someone with a very dry crack, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a requirement to be on the crack team, right? You have to have a dry crack? Is that what? I don't know. It's like 95 in cubit here, so I don't know how dry my crack really is. But look, I'm also going to be real with you. I also feel like there's some there's some contextual uh, issues with the dry crack is a happy crack theory. Broadly yeah, speaking, true, but also there look there are some situations. Is all I'm saying. It's if it's too dry, yeah. If it's too dry, then it starts to you know, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great from uh, the internet. You've also heard Janice from the internet. Um, Janice, I, I saw you in New York. How was your trip back? Uh, how how is everything back in Chicago now? 
back in Chicago, uh, everything is great. Uh, essentially, uh, the uh, the smoke has cleared. Uh, that that, that was the thing, or, or one of the things that was keeping us stuck at LaGuardia for a little while. I, I think I was there for about a good eight hours. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly would have been fine if they canceled my flight. I was just sort of like, oh, hey, I guess I live in New York now. Um, That's an absolutely Newark-esque delay. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I was ready to just, you know, just hit up Jesse and be like, hey, uh, let's go to the Mets game. Uh, I'm I'm just a quick quick ride away from Citi Field. Let's do this. Another free day. Suddenly I've got time. (laughs) No, it was a great yeah, time. Um, I, I, Jesse and I hung out quite a bit. Um, we, we had brunch. Brunch was had. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we also uh, got to watch the dance stylings of Ellie the Elephant quite a bit. Very exciting. As we talked about on the podcast in the subway, and then we saw the Mets, uh, the Mets lose. I saw uh, not the Mets giving up the runs because I was on the way back from bathroom when drew smith gave up the home run so like i've got a video of drew smith entering the game for addy and uh and <laughs> didn't see him give up the home run we, we met some other internet friends there too had a real good time that's perfect that's the dream scenario right yeah i, I actually briefly is. forgot about the subway podcast just mainly because like i had <laughs> such a good time that it barely even felt like we were podcasting i <laughs> Yeah, we, we were just chatting it up on the subway. And, uh, and yeah, um, just like externalizing all of my thoughts about women's basketball. And of course, like the Pride March, which we were headed to in the subway as well. So lots of things were happening, lots of moving parts. Uh, but I, I was having a really great time. Uh, typically, I don't when I'm overstimulated like that. Uh, but no, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it was a fun, fun surprise. <laughs> The the crowd at Pride was a lot, but also I felt like we had room to move around, which was important. Like, we didn't have trouble, like, we didn't ever get penned in, and I felt like that was uh, key to maintaining some kind of uh, calm for me as well, getting overstimulated in that situation. And also, yeah. um, being able to, to look at people um, in a way of why are you wearing that um not as any kind of like moral or taste or uh anything judgment other than um you've got your ass cheeks bare out and you are um at the subway like you are at the metro card vending machine so you are planning to be uh full ass cheeks out at the subway i feel like you you needed to bring shorts with you in this situation just to be prepared because yeah, it's yeah. not that that to me like yeah go have your ass out that's cool you're you know you you've got a great look going and you've got a good ass too um <laughs> congratulations on that but like you're gonna put that on a subway seat no thank you yeah. No, I mean, San Francisco, uh, as, I'm sure, as I'm sure people are aware, San Francisco has basically no public nudity uh, restrictions, which gentrified as it is typically doesn't come up a whole lot, um, but it does occasionally. And not, I mean, God, 
okay, it was probably five years ago now. I was going to say not that long ago. Actually, a really long fucking time ago. I was having brunch with a friend. We were at the ferry building there that's along the water at the Unembarcadero. Um, there's a really nice farmer's market there every weekend, not less of nice little, you know, bakeries and little places to grab a snack or whatever. It's a very cute place. And this fully ass naked middle-aged man just like walks, we're sitting outside with the outside seating is essentially on the street, but it's wide, like whatever. Just this man just walks like through a crowd of people past our table and like, live your life, do what you got to do. But I just have questions about like the logistics. He was like carrying a farmer's market bag where like he had clearly just been like around the corner, like shopping for some stone fruit or something. Bare ass naked. Exposed to the fog and the wind and the seagulls and everything. And then was just... Gonna like take a walk. Either was going to take a long walk home because there's not really any residential that's like right there, right there. Or he was gonna get on Muni and put his bare ass on Muni until he got back to whatever neighborhood he actually lived in. And I just that is that some people are built different. That is a level of strength and confidence that I do not possess. I, I barely like wearing short shorts to a baseball game because like my thighs stick to the seat. I yes. couldn't imagine right. being naked on any form of public transportation. Unpleasant. Not in terms of a, you know, this is this is bad for your for whatever. Just like there's all sorts of germs on there. I just don't want my yeah. my bare ass and thighs touching other people's possible bare ass and thighs germs. Right. That's just like we we have not uh, reached a level of intimacy. Me and whoever was on this seat before me. <laughs> Yeah. For us to be sharing in this way, like it's just there at least needs to be a conversation first. It, it is such yeah. an uncomfortable experience to just wear shorts. And Jordan, you, like you, you mentioned this earlier that just like peeling yourself off whatever seat that you've been sitting in, it just feels as if you know, like just a layer of epidermis you're just leaving behind on the seat. And not only that, yeah. but it's just all sweaty and gross and just has all your butt and like like hamstring sweat and everything it's just yeah. gross <laughs> yeah it's i have leather interior in my car um and it's been 100 degrees all weekend and it's not <laughs> no i had to run a couple errands and whew, it's not not my favorite experience it's not dark leather at least so it's not as bad as it could be uh so it's, it's basically still not an enjoyable like- experience is, is it kind of like sitting on like an electric stove with like the coils super heated up? It is a little bit. It is a little bit. It's definitely painful. I got into the car and like kind of shrieked a little bit. And my brother who was with me was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. It's just, I'm wearing shorts and it's a thousand degrees outside. <laughs> it's just going to have to, it's a little bit like uh, the opposite of jumping into the ocean when it's like the water's really cold, where it's just, it's really uncomfortable for a minute. And you just have to ride it out. Speaking of, of cars and screaming, um, <laughs> I actually, I, I know that Brit, we usually talk about F1, but I, I need to bring up the end of that fucking NASCAR race through Chicago yesterday. Oh, please that do. Ruled. That shit that was fantastic. Absolutely ruled. Um, Shane Van Gisbergen, who had 
never raced in NASCAR before and like is a supercars racer, which apparently means that he usually races cars with the steering wheel on the other side, um, shows up at the Chicago street course and not only beats everybody in NASCAR and is the first, first time driver to win a NASCAR race in like 60 years, but like pulls it off with these last lap, like they went to NASCAR overtime, so they were doing green, white checkered pulls it off with these last lap moves on Justin Haley, who's a good road racer too. Um, and like he's making made a pass and then another pass and like unreal driving, um, in a place where I have driven and like <laughs> saw the speedometers as they were going uh, down Lakeshore Drive, like going up to 120, and I was like, I've been that fast, but I, yeah, all right, cool. That's that's how fast you can get on that thing. That's good to know. Um, important information to have if I ever drive in Chicago again, which I do not plan to do because it sucks ass. <laughs> but I have done it, and um, it, at the middle of the night, it's fun. Um, it's just uh, when the sun's out or you know anybody else is awake, no. Um, but that race kicked ass. Um, I hope either you know sure do it in Chicago every year if you want to. It seems like it worked out great. Or you know bring that idea around. I'm all in favor of NASCAR's continued strategy of do bold, cool, weird shit. Whether it's like the dirt race at Bristol or the street race here at, at Chicago. Um, the, the LA Coliseum one is a little bit wonky, but they've tried it and it's cool and it's fun. And I wish that uh, more of the sports that I followed and love would follow in that. Um, follow the progressive and innovative path set forth by NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that a I sentence we all like. expected. Yeah. I will say the the thing that I want now that now that they've established that like they'll do the dirt track races like they've been doing that for forever and they'll do the road courses. What I really want to see them do now is I want to see them do uh, the most cursed road race and go basically from just on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge and go up Highway One to like. Stinson Beach or Point Reyes or someplace up there. Just just fuck some people up. Like, I want you on, like, a one-lane switchback. Let's see what happens. <laughs> wow. Because I, I feel like I have almost died just, like, driving like a normal person on those highways. Because you're t- they're, like, they're, there's, a on a cliff face. And, like, they're barely wide enough for one car. And it's just hairpins constantly in the Pacific Ocean. It's just, like, looming several hundred feet down the side. Uh, and it's terrifying. And I think it would just be fun to have people going. I don't even know how fast you – I don't even know how fast you could reasonably go, even <laughs> in racing conditions. But I would just like to see them try. I, I, while you're describing all of this, Britt, I'm just basically thinking of like Gran Turismo and just like all of like the crazy ass racing games that I used to play yes. when I was. Yes, all all of all of the like arcade racing games and like you know PS one racing games and stuff of our youths, where there was always ones that were like in like the Italian Riviera and they would be like going along like. Yeah, same kind of thing, like along the ocean or whatever. It's very that is very much the vibe. You are absolutely correct. All I'm thinking of now is cruising USA for the N64. Oh, that too. <laughs> yes. 
And one of the last levels takes place in California and you're like driving through redwood trees and shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is exactly, this is exactly what I want to see. I want to see a cruising, cruising USA style. 100%. Style race where it's just like, they've set like whether or not it's actually there or set up. We or or honestly, just like I, I want to see like a NASCAR like society collapses, but NASCAR still exists. A NASCAR <laughs> race just across the country, just like give me rat race or give me you know whatever, give me death race, rat race, but yeah. NASCAR guys like driving from from New York to LA. So, so, so it's basically uh, like Siri Road, but just I was like, just gonna say uh, NASCAR, NASCAR Cannonball Run. <laughs> exactly. Make it happen. Jordan, what uh what was the highway for you that uh where where you learned the need for speed? <laughs> if there is one. Um I don't drive that much, um, but probably somewhere in the middle of Texas. One of the highways in the middle of Texas. We went um we did like a a school visits trip my spring break of my senior year for colleges and stuff we went and looked at colleges and there were some roads there that had speed limits of like 80 90 miles an hour <laughs> or close to nothing at all like essentially essentially what um backstory on this i thought that all of texas was just like desert and cow skulls and cactuses cacti and we got into West Texas where all of these like highways with like 80 mile an hour, 90 mile an hour speed limits were. And I'm like, Oh, this is exactly what I thought Texas was. And we we're just like cruising through West Texas, which is nothing. And you don't want to be in West Texas at like, you know, 95 miles an hour. I don't think I was driving ever during that, but it was just like, that was the peak of speed for me. I think uh, the fastest I, – I don't know what the fastest I've ever driven was, um, and it was not this moment. But uh, the hardest that I've ever pressed the gas pedal was on a spring training trip going from one side of Florida to the other and not on uh, not on the interstate on one of the state roads. Um, and when I saw the sign that said, uh, Panther Crossing, next five miles, yeah. um, I – hit the fucking gas like you would not believe. Um, I just wanted to catch up to like the next big truck and get like good distance, you know, enough distance between me and the truck so that if the truck hit a panther, I, uh, they're endangered. So like, there's not even that many panthers, but I didn't know that. I was like, wait, they're real. Like Florida Panthers is not just like a clever hockey team name, like yeah, Carolina it, Panthers. There's no, it's actual, not. Fucking swamp panthers. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was it for me. Goodness, yeah, I, I had no idea that they had like multiple evolutions, like a, like an Eevee or something. There's like a swamp panther. There's like a yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's like a fire one. There's a <laughs> probably. There's an ice panther. There's my goodness. From what I from what I've heard, it's like panthers are like. The opposite, like the panthers are, it's either panthers or jaguars. There's cert- a certain type of big cat that is like not technically a, its own species. It's just like 
there's albino and then there's the reverse of it where it's like a creature that is entirely dark. And I see, I think it's oh panthers God, or something else that is just a, uh, a dark ver just like a dark version of a big cat. And I was just like blown away by the fact that, oh, they don't actually exist as their own animal. They're just the species. They're just like a different coloring of certain big cats. Yeah. Jesse, I'm guessing you were going from like Port St. Lucie, Jupiter, somewhere in that area. Something like, like that. Yeah. I, I might have been going west north of. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's an extra yeah, fun I was going area. West to east. So in, in that case, west to east. Okay. Yeah, that's so that's a particular yeah. fun area because you have to go around Lake Okeechobee one way or the other if you want to get to uh-huh. the East Coast. So you can either go, it's, I think it's 70 that goes just north of the lake from like Sarasota-ish that'll take you yeah. to like Port St. Lucie, north of Jupiter, that area. <clears throat> or you can go south of the the lake, which is more a little more of like an over the river and through the woods because there's not really a straight shot. Um if you're coming from like Fort Myers or Cape Coral or someplace a little bit further south, you can cut across through a couple and get to go the south southern route and go under the south end of the lake. But it's obviously it's a big lake. So all of the area kind of around the lake is also like kind of swampy. So like that part of central Florida gets uh it's it's an experience. <laughs> Also home to uh, Yeehaw Junction, another place that I uh, sped away from. Correct. Uh, after stopping for a delicious meal. Uh, but uh, some dude threatened me in the parking lot because he thought that I was uh, looking at his girl, uh, was what he said. Um, All right. I, like, I, I just noticed your existence now when you accosted me in the parking lot. And I'm leaving. Uh, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, um, Central Central Florida is really just like it's another universe. Like it is not. <laughs> it is the vein <laughs> of America's Wang. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You're just just the Snickers bar vein. Just just just. Yeah. Oh, man. I love how all of you knew what I was talking about. That's great. <laughs> yeah, they they took it away, and it didn't look it's right. Back. It's back. It's already back. I've seen it. Yeah. Because it, I mean, you that's just wrong. You can't get rid of that. Like what? The fuck? Like can't. what am I looking at now? It's just a brown rectangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not appealing. That's not appealing. Especially because I'm I'm low vision, especially if I don't have my contacts in. I, I definitely just rely on when I reach for my Snickers bar, it needs to have the vein on there or else I'm not gonna know what it is. So, <laughs> right, that's your that's your reference point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's see, is it kinda yeah. not it's it's a little dickish, not not quite. Like, <laughs> all right, chocolate. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> So, it yeah, works. I guess oh, it works. 
I love that we went from uh, the sex lives of mascots and and the mechanics of some things that I will I will leave to that recording to saying crack more times than anyone <laughs> should say crack in a condensed period to now uh, the the dick on a Snickers bar like this is just. We are outdoing ourselves lately. Oh my goodness. I think bar. I think <laughs> we are constantly raising or lowering. I, 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 I'm not sure which one, but, but we're doing something to the bar. <laughs> the bar is moving one way or the other. I mean, we're touching the bar. The bar. <laughs> that, that, that's how we Good know the Snickers bar. The bar. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the, the helps you tell if it's level. That's uh, that's what's important. It it lets you know um, if things are on the up and up. Um, <laughs> oh god! Uh, oh my goodness! Jordan, um, it's always like this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Yeah, woo, happy first show, uh, Jordan. <laughs> happy first show. Uh, happy happy first post as well. Um, I'm curious what the experience, because you wrote about it a little bit, you, you led with it, um, and this is the first time that we've actually, uh, you know, talked face-to-face at all. We've texted and stuff, but, um, and face-to-face, I mean, we're, we're on a screen, um, but whatever. Um Getting baseball cards in the mail from somebody who's basically a stranger with the request to uh, find something to write about and see what sparks you. Um, how how weird of a person am I? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I feel like I've gotten weirder requests in my Twitter DMs. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, honestly, that's fair. That's fair. I've gotten I've gotten weirder Twitter requests in my DMs that I have fulfilled as well, so um, it's not that strange, but it's it's and there it's, you go. It's definitely um, it's definitely different, not in a bad way at all. It definitely in a good way of just like getting them in the mail. Not real. Not it's. I mean, in a way, it's like opening a pack of baseball cards. It's just like oh, there here's a bunch of cards and. This time they're all from different, you know, uh, eras and people or, you know, companies. And sets, it's, yeah. it was, it's a fun, it was a fun little, it was a fun little experiment to just like open it up and like kind of categorize them like my brain does and be like, okay, here's cards I want to talk about. Here's cards I have of people I've heard of. Here's cards of people I've never heard of, but seem like they had good careers. And here are cards of people I've heard I've never heard of and played like two seasons. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna split this up into, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, I got to the first thing, the first section, and I was like, I, I showed you what I've written. You're like, write about the knuckleball. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna write about the knuckleball because I can't <laughs> turn any of this else into anything coherent currently. I'd like to shout myself out then for being right to tell you to write about the knuckleball because you you hammered that I thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought you, yeah. No, I, I I don't mean that in in any kind of uh, 
playful way. I mean, I like, I really enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, pat on the back to me for playing it, but, you know, really, you fucking did it. So, thank that you. That was cool, but yeah. It's, a, it's um, a weird pitch, and I'm a weird person, and it's, but everyone loves the knuckleball. One of the, didn't one of the guys that Atlanta called up the other day throw the knuckleball? He throws the knuckle. He's a, not like a knuckleballer in that he throws it constantly, but it's like one of the pitches in his arsenal. Apparently, I saw I saw something about that the other day. They've got a reliever they called up that like that. Maybe, I do seem to recall someone that else mentioning Walker. that to me. There we go. Yeah. Uh, this is from AJ Casavell of uh, MLB.com. San Diego, the knuckleball is back. Long live the knuckleball before Saturday night. And this story is from June 25th, so this is recent. Uh, it had been more than two years since any pitcher had thrown a knuckleball in a major league game. Then the Padres promoted right-hander Matt Waldron for a spot start. And one of the sport's most beloved eccentricities returned. Waldron threw 13 knuckleballs, becoming the first pitcher since Baltimore's Mickey Janice in June 2021 to throw the pitch. Well, that name sounds like... Or Gary Sanchez had the... The chore of catching uh, the knuckler. I love Gary Sanchez. (laughs) Gary Sanchez and a knuckleballer is like one of my personal nightmares, in fact. So, (laughs) said with all the love in the world, I I absolutely love and adore Gary Sanchez, and I'm thrilled for him that he's having such a good season. Like, as a catcher, that's got to be incredibly horrifying, just like anticipating the knuckleball. I mean, because you've got to, like, you've got to be a crazy person to want to be a catcher in the first place. Like, like that's like it's like being a goalie Confirmed. in hockey where like you are unhinged to begin with if this is your choice in the context of this sport. See, I it's also interesting because it's like the knuckleball is probably one of the softest pitches a catcher will ever catch at the major league level. So it's like you gotta be right. you gotta be thinking it's like a day off in terms of just the beating you're gonna take, but like uh, you're like even more on in terms of the agility you have to have to catch it too. It's just like, right. That's why all the knuckleballers had like their own personal catcher who could actually catch it. It's like, <laughs> right. Cause yeah, the other guy in the staff was like, I'm no, fuck you. I'm not dealing with that shit. Like, there, there's always a reserve spot on the roster for the guy who could catch the knuckleball. Yep. Uh, Doug Mirabelli owes Tim Wakefield. Um, so much. So, so, so much. much. Uh, but it was also like, Mirabelli was wild too because like they got rid of him and like he sucked and Wakefield struggled like crazy without him too. When was that? I'll look this up. Doug Mirabelli. And all of this, Doug Mirabelli Oh, uh, here's Doug Mirabelli, an immaculate grid uh, candidate. Uh, Giants did, forgot that that he came up with them ninety six oh, two thousand. Yeah. Then Texas, uh, and then the Red Sox from oh one to oh five went to the Padres and only played fourteen games with them in oh six before the Red Sox brought him back. Yeah, uh, predictably, I love Doug Mirabelli because. Yeah. Wow, the Giants backup catcher when you were... uh, It is when I was an impressionable youth, yeah. 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 So unexpected. 82 games and... So unlike me. 
In the playoffs, uh, yeah, though, in 2000. D- Doug Mirabelli and Kurt Man wearing for like. Kurt I Man like wearing. Kurt, wearing. Kurt Man wearing, who works with the Giants now. He's one of their minor Kurt league catching. Man. Minor league catching coordinators or wearing whatever the hell they call Kurt those Man. essentially uh, honorary <laughs> employment <laughs> positions that they give to former players who don't want to do post game. Speaking of postgame, I'm sorry. I just have to share one anecdote because it is so obnoxious and I feel a little bad, but it's so funny. I have to make sure that other people appreciate it. Um, And it's at the expense of the the Cardinals. So I think we can all be on board with that. Um, Mm -hmm. So Travis Ishikawa of, of ruining the Cardinals lives fame. He, he does postgame for the giants now. Pretty re- pretty frequently, they have sort of a rotating cast of former players who are on post game with their one or two, like just broadcaster types. Um, and so Travis Ishigawa was on the other night, and George Contos also does uh, post game. Another former former Yankee brief uh, sparkling stand. Another Brit All Star. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, another Brit All Star. Um, he is, I he has occasionally, Thunder, so yeah, go yeah. George. Yeah. Uh, I met him one time at a, at a charity thing and told him I had been watching him since he was on the Yankees that I, he was both pleased and concerned, I think, which I think is a fair mm-hmm. reaction. Um, but so he, he has worn his world series ring occasionally on post game. Travis Ishikawa shows sure. up the other day wearing both of his. On the same hand. And it was the most obnoxious casual flex I have ever seen in my life. Because I only noticed it, like, as he was talking, he moved his hand. And I saw the one. And I was like, oh, Travis is wearing his World Series ring. And then he, like, gestured a different direction. And I was like, this motherfucker is wearing two at the same time. Like, just the the audacity that that requires is just... uh, so impressive and iconic and yeah it's it's one thing it's one thing to be like michael jordan wearing a handful of rings it's another thing to be be travis ishikawa on on a post-game show wearing two right it's just it's perfect it's perfect and i love him and it's uh my favorite thing it just made me laugh so hard especially because he's like he's a very chill unassuming kind of guy like he's not the guy that you would expect to just bust out both rings for no particular reason i'm i'm surprised Ian doesn't wear his his more on the on the white Sox post game show him and him and oh. on the white Sox post game show just like oh. i've never seen either of them wear the world series ring and at this point at this point, it's been 20 years. So, Like, do they just like, feel too bad? Like, does it just feel inappropriate to bring it up? <laughs> you know, probably. I mean, like, was, they're, they're a team that was supposed to be good by now and, and are, you know, games under 500 or however. Right. Right. I'm just imagining them getting ready to go to the studio in the morning and being like, mm, no. <laughs> and like, yeah. It, it, walking it, away from the, from the safe deposit box. It's not necessarily anything I've really thought about, but yeah, that really would be awkward. Uh, 
And they do have a history of hiring out of uh, the the team's coverage. So there is, I mean, maybe if you're angling for a job, uh, you could flash out the ring and always uh, <laughs> right. remind everybody who you are, what you can do here if you're if you're looking to get out of the studio. Um, they've done that before. Yeah. This, this, definitely, well. this is definitely bringing uh, flashbacks from the war from uh, last off season, where after uh, Tony LaRusso was unceremoniously let go, uh, there was lots of clamoring for Ozzy Guillen to come back to manage the team. And of course, I don't remember like, hearing that, which was that would be That's exactly what I was talking about. Yep. Incredible, just, just incredibly horrible idea. First of all, uh, where just it's just like, so all right, bad. so he comes on the post game show and he says things that are, you know, just very reasonable and just uh, uh, objectionably like correct. And so therefore everyone on the internet was like, this guy should be manager. It's like, no, no, I, I say things that are correct all the time. Should I be right. manager? No. <laughs> that's that's I mean, such a depressing yes, statement though. Yes, you should like has a has a functional grasp of reality in relation to baseball is like a really strong vote in your favor now compared to their recent hires like that's that's grim man uh essentially the bar is in hell right now uh, so. the, the bar is like is like as the deepest depth of hell and still somehow we can never find someone to just get over that so if hell had a hell, that, that, that is where the bar currently would be. It's, it's in Tartarus. It's in the like <laughs> hell within hell. It's just like where all the worst people go and, and somehow even the worst people can't cross that bar. Oh my God. I'm not saying Pedro Gafral's a bad dude. He's just not a good manager. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 if, uh, at at this hour, as we record, uh, we are once again in the zone where all five teams in the American League East have winning records, and all five teams in the American League Central have losing records. Ooh. And uh, among those ten teams, the White Sox are uh, ninth um, of those. And oh, um, Jesus! Only so only better than the, the Royals A's among all American League teams. Fucking yikes! I, so they're the third worst team in the league. Remember, I, I remember better lately somehow. I remember that one year, or I guess I don't remember that year because I was probably like two or three years old. But the year that the Rangers won the AL West with like a seventy-eight with like seventy-eight wins because it was when they only had four teams at division still. <laughs> That's going to be the AL Central this year. <laughs> With five teams in in a, like a full yeah. you know full season, and I'm it's going to be fucking hilarious. Well, and because whoever it is is going to get massacred in the uh, wild card round. They're either going to get massacred or they oh, are going yeah. to somehow trip. The other team is going to trip over their own dicks badly enough that they win, and that is also fucking funny. So like we're going to see like a there's not a bad outcome here necessarily. We're going to see like a 75 win Tigers team somehow take the central 
and go on to beat like I don't know the Astros in the wild card round after after like Texas wins the West, and it's just going to be like how does this happen? And then they're going to make it to like the <laughs> ALCS and just eat shit to like I don't I I don't know who to like the Rays probably. Yeah, yeah, it's just constantly the pattern of like the Minnesota Twins getting steamrolled by the Yankees <laughs> just in the postseason year after year. That is one of my favorite things. All right, and it's and it's for two reasons. That's- it's, it's not just because I root for the Yankees. It's also because my my worst ex is a Twins fan. Ooh, um, juicy! So there is, <laughs> you know, look, I'm an adult, but I'm also capable of holding a grudge. So like, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really but it's fair. also just so fucking funny. Like, I just remember one year I was particularly, I, God, I don't even remember what year it was, I, but I was particularly like nervous about it. I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't feel good about this. Oh, it was the year, um, it was the year that they played the Yankees in the wild card game of 2017. When Luis Severino gave up three runs in the first, like, two thirds of an inning and I hadn't even gotten home from mm-hmm. work yet. And I was like, this is a nightmare. Like this is exactly what I was afraid of happening. And I'm texting my best friend who is a lifelong Yankees fan. And she's like, it's the twins. It'll be fine. <laughs> and within like 15 minutes, the game was tied again. And I was like, Oh, Oh, this is, this is just what they do. Right. I, I remember that now. Yeah. Okay. And then that game went on to be uh, delightful as it turned out. And also weird, but I think the Twins have what, lost like twenty straight playoff games. They've like they haven't won a playoff game since like two thousand four or two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like they're the one team I don't want to see win the Central because you know they're the one team that's not going to win a playoff game. Every other team will like get something, do something absolutely stupid, and somehow win the two wild card games and maybe maybe a game in the ALDS, but there's no hope for the Twins. No. I have more hope in the Kansas City uh, Royals how <laughs> winning the division and winning two playoff games, even one playoff oh. game, than Minnesota winning any at all. Yeah. I they- will say that I, I, took, I took note in April, the Yankees and Twins had their season series. Uh, the Twins split four games at Yankee Stadium and then won two out of three in Minnesota. Um, they did. That was the first sign that Aaron Boone needs to fucking go. Uh, the final sign that Aaron Boone needs to fucking go will be when the Yankees lose to the Minnesota Twins in the playoffs. No, 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 no. See, because this is the problem with that, right? Not that I expect the Yankees to do well it in the playoffs. No, they're not gonna. No, they're, the problem is, miserable. is it, this is no, but this is like um, the Cubs winning the World Series in 2016. Okay, it it would <laughs> it would unsettle the universe in a way that I don't think we can handle again. Okay, I think we can all agree that since the Cubs won the World Series, it has been a downward slide. Some some yes. portal to hell was opened when that happened. We have not been able to come back from mm-hmm. it. And and I don't I don't think we're prepared for what would happen if 
I, the see, Twins actually I, won a series, a, a postseason series against the Yankees. I don't I, I, I'm scared. I, I, have I you, seen, have you seen any evidence of things around you getting better? No, but there's plenty of room for it to get worse. Like the Twins beating the Yankees. It's going to happen because we are on this downward spiral. We are careening into <sighs> doom. And one of the signs of the encroaching apocalypse will be when the Yankees lose to the Twins in the playoffs and Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman still both somehow keep their jobs. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready for, yeah. like... What the thing is, is it's going to happen, and then the Phillies are going to make the. It's going to be like, it's going to be the ultimate like. So the the apocalypse starts to happen after Game Two, but you know it's America, and we're going to continue to live like nothing's going on. There'll be hellfire right. in the skies, and we'll right. get to Game Seven of the World Series. The Phillies will be in the World Series. It'll be bases loaded, two outs, three and two count. They're down by three runs. And Nick Castellanos will be at that <laughs> as the fucking meteors are raining down from the sky. Fire the last everywhere. The last, the last <laughs> possibility for the survival of humanity is Castellanos not hitting a grand slam to win the World Series there. But he just has to. He's like, he's like oh. we're already suffering. I'm going to end everyone's suffering. Right. But... By by oh god! By walking off the World Series in the most epic of fashions and just ending the world. Perhaps yeah. the most incredible thing about that scenario is that a game is still played, just mainly because <laughs> the MLB owners essentially want the game to be played because capitalism. Right. <laughs> Nor <Normally. TV. laughs> and, right. and we're all just sitting there watching it because, like, what the fuck else are you gonna do? Like, they'll just move it to a dome. They, they'll like there'll be meteors <laughs> raining from the sky. We'll just we'll just move it to Texas again. It'll be in a dome. Yeah, Texas. Well, I mean, their stadium is a tough shed, so it would be fine. Mm-hmm. It's a big old Home Depot. Yes, exactly. The World Series tough shed. We've got it every year. We need it. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, the, the, the one problem with the Yankees losing to the Twins, though, I think, um, is that I do I, I honestly don't think they're going to make the playoffs because I think the Orioles are going to. Um, and I will now uh, turn back to Jordan because you live uh, in Baltimore, and perhaps you can uh, tell me if that's a correct assessment of things. Um, are about, they not good? Are they for real? One guy and that how cute is Adley up close? Um, I... Uh, okay, the Adley question is very cute. Um, uh, the, the answer, he's very hot. He's got a nice, he's a great dumper. Um, not as not as good as big dumper, but he's, he's got probably the second or third best dump catcher dumper in baseball. Yeah, Cal Raleigh and and uh, and Sean Murphy, but he's he's up there. He's just so so pretty. Um, I can't believe Sean Murphy went to Atlanta. Um, but also, but yeah, some guy the other day told me that a couple weeks ago told me the Orioles weren't going to make the playoffs or if they did make the playoffs, they'd be just as bad as the White Sox were in the playoffs. And I'm like, I mean, that's almost impossible. (laughs) I'm like, they're third place in a division that is entirely over 500 or second place in a division that's entirely over 500. I don't, I don't see them 
pulling a White Sox and getting, you know, looking like absolute dog shit. I mean, if they they don't get any starting pitching at the deadline, maybe, but I don't see them not because they seem actually committed to this rebuild and actually getting good players and not to like eternal suffering and suckage anymore. And they've got enough prospects that, you know, are behind positions that they've got like a lot of depth at that I don't see that, that they could easily trade for, you know, a good quality starting pitcher and like one more reliever. And maybe John Means will be back this year. So who knows? The, the I, I think news, they make it to the ALDS. Yeah. The good news for the Orioles is that even if they're going to be cheap motherfuckers, uh, as they have often been historically, they have so many prospects that I could see them being able to just pay out the nose in prospects to not have to take on salary in a trade. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which like I a mean, lot of teams are just not in a position to be able to do that. Yeah, they've got so many prospects at positions. They've got like major league good quality guys at that there's no way they don't, you know, they don't trade some guys because they're going to have to. You can't just hoard prospects and just not call up MLB quality talent. <laughs> right. You're acquiring all the prospects for a reason at some point. Yeah. I mean, you you could be the mid two thousands Phillies. Um, that's an option that's available to you. It's just not a recommended one. <laughs> yeah, it's just why would you? Why would you? That's when you piss off people. It's like you've got all these guys, and you could trade for you know guys who are still in arbitration and and get and get good. I all the 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 point of this is is I want the White Sox to trade Lucas Giolito to the Orioles because I want him to not suffer anymore. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I want him as well. Yeah, I, I, I would love that for him. It is it is my second choice for him. Maybe my third choice. Okay, yeah, it, probably my third choice. It would definitely break my heart as a White Sox fan, uh, just just because he's done so much for this team. Uh, and I mean, I'm always just going to remember uh, that first wild card playoff game in Oakland, where in, in in 2000, where he just like completely locked everything down and like had a perfect game for like nearly seven innings. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he's he's just a memorable dude, and I I, I do not want to see him suffer anymore. It's it, it's just basically like like watching a sick dog or you you, 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 you want better for them. Like it, it's, it's going to break your heart, but you, you essentially want them to, you know, be free and to not be in pain. So it's like, it's like breaking up with that person that, you know, you really like, but they deserve better than you. <laughs> right. You're just, it's just not the, you're not at the right place in your lives or you're just not right for each other for some reason, but like, gosh, you really care about them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's that ex. Yeah, she's that hope doesn't go to someone toxic and bad, and just goes to right. a nice, a nice someone nice who who they deserve for the time being. Right. Yeah. My my personal preferences, uh, biased as they are, this is the one thing I will hope for something good for the Braves because having him and Max Reed be, get to be teammates would. Um. Oh, a reunion. Uh, fill, fill me with a level of joy that is probably unhealthy. 
St. Louis then also has to trade Jack Flaherty to the Braves, and then it's a, correct. You know that correct. Right. I mean, you do you do have to get the full set then. I think precisely. Yeah. There are some, like like Civil War chess pieces. You you have to keep them together. Like I get, right. they, they, they all they all just belong together. Right. Um, and right. selfishly, obviously, uh, the Giants desperately fucking need starting pitching, and I would love for him to be on one of my teams um i would be mad about it because they refuse to give long-term contracts to pitchers ever now apparently i i I wish you guys inevitably be a rental but i wish they'd kept carlos rodon because i don't like seeing him as a yankee (laughs) so this is the thing right i i love carlos rodon and i'm obviously perfectly happy for him to be a yankee uh I wish I could remember who said this on Twitter because they were absolutely correct. And I keep repeating it. So I feel like I should credit them. But someone said that Rodon was always going to be a rebound. That was okay. You were going to have some fun. It wasn't going to last forever. (laughs) Kevin Gossman was the one you should have put a ring on. That was, that was the one who you should have wiped up and you fucking let him walk. And now look at you. Now look at you. Now he's, now he's doing well for the fourth place Toronto Blue Jays. Right. He's he's thriving for a fucking mediocre ass team. And uh meanwhile, some weird conglomeration of roster playing Alex Wood, Shamanaya, uh, and like seven other relievers are starting half of the games for the Giants. So like Sounds sounds similar to a, a team from Chicago, I know. Um but yeah. you know, having had two of their five starting pitchers on the aisle now and no hope in sight and somehow six games out of first place. I mean, they're, I give the giants credit. They're making it work fucking somehow, but uh, it's not going to work for forever. So like, I need some sort of resolution to that particular issue. Okay, as, as someone as someone who watches the uh, NL West, how how are the Diamondbacks that good? How are they playing so well? Um, I think they're sacrificing livestock before games. Okay, yeah, that's okay, that's it's, but it's no, but in, in seriousness, like yes, they're a good team, but also I can't every time I watch them, like every time they've uh, the Giants have played them or whatever. I feel like it's just been like a million little bullshit. Like that shouldn't have been a hit. And now you scored three runs or like, it's just, it's just fucking, it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit all the way down. And I don't know whether. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I don't know as a Giants fan, I don't know whether that means that they are clearly the team of destiny or if it means that it is absolutely going to blow up in their faces and they're going to just collapse like a flan in a cupboard. That would be an acceptable. The entire NL is built on a mountain of bullshit though. Like it's just it's yeah, bullshit from correct. top to bottom. There's because at the bottom there's course field bullshit. On a literal you know, mountain. Yeah. The yeah. the Giants have classic, you know, even year bullshit that might now be odd year bullshit. The Padres are simply bullshit. Um the Diamondbacks are doing this bullshit. And the Dodgers bullshit is that like they keep, like they're now like Bobby Miller. Like, what the fuck is a Bobby Miller? You, you right. just put like right. a random assortment of names, like name Stop generator that. ass prospects that they right. constantly them and Atlanta. Like Atlanta has the NLS heritage from back in the day. Also bullshit. 
Um, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of like the Dodgers just cranking out superstars. They're like, oh yeah, uh, Gavin Lux got hurt for the season now, but it doesn't fucking matter. Must I hate nice. them. M- must, See, but the- must be nice to just like have one of your star players go down and just have a contingency plan just right behind there. Like, wow. However, wow. however, let, allow me to offer a, a counter argument. Uh, would I prefer that they just be dog shit? Yes, obviously. Obviously. Um, but there is a definite uh, degree of joy out of the fact that they have won one ring with an asterisk out of all of their super team shenanigans. And then instead they have just had to watch their very expensive rosters go down in flames at the least opportune time. Uh, knowing, knowing in their hearts that the giants are just rolling around in uh leftover world series merchandise. Happy, happy as clams, unbothered, unconcerned while the Dodgers are just like, <laughs> <laughs> they can't it just no matter no matter there's no amount can't of money that can it. make it work like just can't just gonna fucking buffalo bills that race through this shit yeah <laughs> as, as, it's like it's also like it's like the same thing with the al central it's like you know as much as as much as all of the teams hate each other the kansas city royals are the team with the most recent title out of the al central and that has got to be which come on really <laughs> It's the funniest, funniest possible outcome that the, the, they've consistently since then basically right. been the worst team in the AL Central and yet can boast the fact that they've got the most recent World Series ring of any of them. Solid the, 10 years. The Royals were good for two years and managed to get two pennants and a ring out of it. And the Twins have been were, good by the standards of the Twins. Year before. Which year before? 2013? 2013. The Royals were, they were showing signs. Okay, so they were good for like two and a half years. That is that is an insane <laughs> conversion ratio. No one else yeah. manages to do that. Like, come on. That's not a contention window. That's like a contention window. Right. Right. It's like, it's like one of those. The Marlins like, have never won a division title. And they've won two rings. That's efficiency. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very impressive. They've also uh, summarily torn their roster down, uh, like, as they cleaned up the confetti from the World Series parade, like, simultaneously, which is horrifying. But I respect, I again, I respect the efficiency. <laughs> Just, no, don't yeah. don't make anything up. Don't fuck around. Just like, all right, this is our next move. All of you get the fuck out. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs this year as a wild card again, and then somehow win the World Series and then trade everyone once again. Because, you know, for whatever reason, the, the Marlins are consistently cursed to do that. They're gonna like they're gonna win and then trade El Condra to like I don't know the Rockies for some reason because the Rockies will make some <laughs> stupid ass trade. Oh that the as, as a former Rockies recovering Rockies fan. Um I, I'm just the Rockies saying, would never do something that smart. No, I mean they no, would but, because he's cheap. Yeah. If if there's 
I, I've I've made this uh, analogy uh, to several White Sox fans where it's like Jerry Reinsdorf is Mr. Burns in that he's like you know this calculating asshole you know billionaire and it's like the Monforts are Mr. Bean. <laughs> they're just like they're somehow <laughs> so inept. But they can still live, you know, they can still run a baseball team, but are so inept at it that they they either luck their way into good players in a playoff team or they just summarily. It's like three years and I still don't know what the fuck the Nolan Arenado trade was. The thing I love is that somebody asked, I think it was, I think it was Dick Monfort earlier this season. Somebody asked him about like, oh, you know, blah, 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 rebuilding. And he was like, we're not rebuilding. We're trying to win. And I'm like, either you're absolutely lying through your teeth right now or you're not. And I'm not sure which is worse. They're they're yeah. so incompetent like- that they – someone was saying, oh, the Rockies are going to be sellers at the deadline. And I'm like, no, they're going to make the stupidest buying trade possible. That's going to make them worse for sure. They're going to trade right. some prospects way or they'll trade uh they'll trade like cj crone away for someone but and they'll think it's a good trade and that they're quote-unquote buyers but they'll you know they'll i i don't know they're they're a weird team to watch (laughs) they are miserable and inept uh but they are pitiable which is not something that applies to the Los Angeles Dodgers, or Clayton Kershaw, who was whining about not getting to go to the All-Star game because he wanted to have his son watch him pitch there. Well, uh, you know, there's things that I want to see, like uh, Clayton Kershaw not in the All-Star game because uh, <laughs> fuck that guy and I'm sick of his shit. Um, so that is a... Uh, then he, I don't wish him the injury, but he did wind up on the IL anyway after that, um, so he wouldn't have been able to pitch in the All-Star game, so... Uh, fuck off, Clayton. Nobody wants to hear you talk anymore. Uh, and that is a nice kickoff to our game tonight uh, as we wrap up. Uh, we have a little uh, game that we're going to play for Wrath Month. Um, and I, I would like to start uh, by asking each of you uh, one figure uh, deserving of Wrath. Uh, we can start with whoever it, comes up with one first. It's this baseball related or we just like pick anybody. I don't care. <laughs> you, you're picking your wrath. Oh my God. Shit. The baseball wrath. Ooh, okay. I was about oh, to see, say- I was gonna <sighs> see now it's baseball wrath. I was gonna say Elon Musk, but uh, that's too I know. Okay. I, I was Elon like Henry, Henry Kissinger. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, he is kind of single-handedly ruining my career, even though when I'm perfectly doing, per- capable of doing that on my own. Uh, but him completely nerfing Twitter uh, is certainly making it hard for me. Uh, so I, I feel as if it, it is a suitable baseball wrath. Yeah. All right. So we got yeah, that's fair. That's Kissinger fair. and. Uh, and one more. Let's see, uh, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, Josh Donaldson. Oh, it's solid. Always forever. Fuck Josh Donaldson. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's both annoying and you... for my baseball team now. So like double. Exactly. Yeah. 
Each of you please provide a venue, a venue, a place that a person can get in trouble. Does it have to be, does it have to exist still? Nope. The polo grounds. <laughs> I'm going to go action park. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. A place where someone can get in trouble. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I will go with, um, shit, I don't know. A hospital. Getting, a, lot, a lot of people get in trouble in hospitals. Lots of things can happen in hospitals. <laughs> All right, and uh, a thing that can uh, get you canceled. Uh, being racist. Okay. Uh, transphobia. There we go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of covers it. They're, they're, everything else kind of filters back to that. Uh <laughs> There's always the weird things that get you canceled, though. Yeah, uh, giving chili to your neighbors. <laughs> like, I have uh, I have added microwaving fish to the list. Mm. Um, there we go. Yeah, Here fuck we go. that guy. All right, and uh, last but not least, um, a weapon from the game Clue. It's a uh, candlestick. A gun, right? I don't know if a wrench was there. A revolver was definitely there. So yeah, a revolver is definitely there. I'm pretty sure there was a wrench or or like a lead pipe. I'm pretty sure. Oh, there you go. Lead pipe. Lead pipe was there. Lead pipe. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. We are going to figure out who gets our wrath uh, and how they get it and what it will be for and uh, all of that. Um, Jordan, please uh, give me a number. Uh, a number. Any number? 17. 17. Uh, the cause of the, uh, I should say not the cause, the, the, uh, wrath will be incurred at Action Park. Okay, so we have that. Uh, Janice, can you give me a number? Uh, uh, 12. Okay. Pipe. Uh, Britt, a number, please. Uh, 28. 6, 12, 24, yeah, 28. Okay, um, it turns out that Elon Musk, Henry Kissinger, and Josh Allison all will uh, meet their bitter ends with a lead pipe at Action Park as a result of their being racist. That is uh, acceptable to all of us, I think. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good to lead me. Pipe yeah. is good. It's a nice blunt object, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that feels gratifying. Um. Are we seeing them fight over the lead pipe? And then uh, Josh Donaldson Ooh, like swings a and misses, kind hits of scenario? with the lead pipe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh, Josh Donaldson tries beating them with lead pipes. Swings and misses, hits himself in the head, yeah. Wait, he calls the pipe a slur. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> oh... 
And Kissinger just drowns. Kissinger just drowns. Just, just Elon, Elon both tries to build himself some sort of boat, and it, like, fucking electrocutes him, like... Uh, I, I remain I want- mad that Kissinger is going to outlive Twitter. Like, that's just... Maybe. That's unacceptable. Not if we try. Not with that attitude. (laughs) The day day Twitter dies, the day after Kissinger's going to die, and I'm going to be so mad that there's no Twitter (laughs) feeling about God damn it. It's got to be... I I really hope that Kissinger is out there um, right now living life in, like, super high-risk ways and that he's not just, like... (laughs) bedridden and decrepit because like his death like i want to read like i i already know what most of the obituary is going to say and i'm excited to read it i'm excited for when it can finally come out um but i want to see uh henry kissinger decapitated in roller coaster accident (laughs) right like six flags invited kissinger to the grand opening of its new park in langston illinois and Golly, he was, uh, he had his head chopped clean off. Okay, so really what I want to see happen, though, is, like, that would be great. But um, if you've ever watched the show River Monsters, <laughs> there's been a few episodes that take place, uh, there's been a few episodes that take place in the areas of Southeast Asia that Kissinger uh, is responsible for destabilizing and fucking up in numerous ways. I really want him to, like, be on vacation somewhere in that region that he fucked up so badly and just like get uh, stabbed through the eye by a pointy fish or something like just one of the most ridiculous river monster styles injuries. That, or I think, I think if we could reanimate anyone for like three hours is is bring back is bring back Anthony Bourdain for three hours to just beat the shit out of Henry Kissinger. Oh, glorious, glorious! Let Henry let 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 Bourdain I, kick Henry Kissinger's ass and then like throw him into a into the Mekong Delta somewhere. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, you can just just like throw him off. And- Sorry about that. <laughs> Sarah Evans, uh, as I was, I turned the car back on so I could turn the light on so I didn't look so creepy in the dark, and uh, the the sound went all the way on there, and I'm I'm sorry for that jolt. Uh, the car uh, either liking or not liking the talk about Henry Kissinger being uh, stabbed through the eye. By a river monster. I'm going to say the car uh, liked it very much and wanted to blast that party music. <laughs> wanted um, to participate. Suds in the bucket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> suds in the bucket and Kissinger's eye on a pike. Um, is that a, pike's also a kind of fish. I was just going to say, right? I think it might that's in fact be a kind of pike that did that in one episode. Is that why they call it a pike, the, the fish? Because it's I, it's pointy. Maybe. 
I don't I don't actually know. But it would make sense, I guess. Because they are kind of long pointy fish. Right, well well Didn't didn't they end River well, Monsters because like the dude who was doing it had found every conceivable river monster? He's he has he's have to start uh branching out because he's running out of rivers. And we are uh, running out of time here. We have wrapped up our game, and uh, we need to go uh, check our various social media feeds to see if Henry Kissinger uh, is still alive. I will just do a quick check now. It is uh, 10.20 Eastern Time on Monday, July 3rd, as we record this. And Henry Kissinger, according to Google... Uh, is uh, spelled not Kissingegger, but uh, okay, this goes to Wikipedia, which has him uh, unfortunately uh, alive. Alas. We'll try to work on that for next time. Uh, we'll see what we can do here in Wrath Month. Uh, but on behalf of uh, Janice from the internet and Britt from the internet and Jordan from the internet, uh, I'm Jesse from the internet. Thank you all so much for listening. Love you. Bye.